welcome to Let's Talk Church. I'm Brian. And I'm Matt. We're here to talk about all that is going on in the church world. In this podcast, we find blog posts, articles, and vicious rumors about the church world, and we talk about it. All right, Matt, let's do it. Let's talk church. Well, all right, Brian, let's try this again. So I messed up the recording the first time, so we're going to yeah. redo this uh, this podcast here. Yeah, I was going to ask if we wanted to wanted to title on ourselves. Uh, <laughs> for, for the listener, um, we've talked about this before. <laughs> oh boy you know it's been it's been one of those weekends for me so i'm glad to get to laugh been been a stressful weekend huh it was it was a bit rough but mm. is what it is well hopefully your week will be uh pretty good you got a lot of, a lot of work lined up this week we're, we're in the recording um, part of the podcast here. Right. No. Um, I've got a couple of days that are pretty stacked, but other than that, it's going to be pretty empty. Uh, yeah. So it shouldn't be too bad. I plan on being quite busy this, this next week. There should be a lot going on. That's good. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's talk about this article this week. So yeah. this week, we're going to talk about an article. It's from Christian Today. Now, I'll mention, y'all, this is not Christianity Today, which is who we uh, often read articles from. This one is from Christian Today, and the title is, God is Everywhere and Everyone, says Coldplay's Chris Martin. Um, this kind of covers, uh, it starts off, it's just, it's just, it's Chris Martin talking about, you know, he does some songs that are kind of seemingly about God, but really, um... He says, I don't think that God's a man in the sky with a gray beard. Um, God is everywhere and everyone and also the unknowable, the vast majesty behind everything. And he calls himself an atheist. He says, as someone who believes in God in a general sense as defined by various religions rather than the Christian monotheistic view. Uh, mm, what do you think, Brian? Oh, you know, I... It, I found it to be a really interesting. It's a, it's an interview with Howard Stern on his show back in September. Um, so this is a fairly old article for you know news articles, right? They're old, like the first minute that they get out there. But what he's what he's doing here is he's presenting an idea. And I know I know I mentioned this earlier, but we weren't recording, so uh, he he pulls out a couple of things, and describes describes God, right? The vast majesty behind everything. You know, you get to a place where you can't go any further. God is there. You know, it, it's not full-scale wrong, right? There's there's nuggets of truth scattered in some of the things that he's saying. Like, and, like, like what sort of the stuff is true, you think? Well, I mean, God is the vast majesty behind everything, right? He's the unknowable, you know, the uncaused first cause, I think is what I said before. Um, first you know, cause. God is, right? 
sovereign, right? He's he's behind it all, right? Without him, there's nothing. Um, so so I mean that's that's a truth in the mix of it, um, and that makes it very dangerous. Uh, makes this this idea dangerous because it's easy to accept. Oh well, this portion is is clearly true. This this portion is is one hundred percent. I mean, it's it's right. I mean, God is, you know, the uncaused first cause, right? You can't get around that. And so it's easy to say, well, so then the rest of it must be true too. So I'm just going to take it all. And that's where you fall into heresy, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Laziness. Laziness. Just uh, I mean, not, why bother to learn anything about God or? Or right. anything like that. Let's just say yeah, everything's God. It's all it's all God, you know. It, it, it's almost to me like not a belief system. It's a, and that's kind of why he references the atheism, but it's all theism, right? It's 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 a belief system, even though there's not a belief system. You know, it's like, ugh. Well, it's 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 interesting because there is a belief behind it, right? I mean, he even says. You know, that all theism is someone who believes in a God in a general sense as defined by various religions rather than the Christian monotheistic view, right, which you said earlier, right? So there is some level of, of belief there, but there is no requirement for faith as understood by the church as faithfulness there, right? You're not faithful to this God. He's just there. Right. Yeah, there's no need for anything. Right. For you to act a certain way, do a certain thing, or build a relationship. There's no meditating needs to be done or yoga. There's no uh, prayers facing a certain direction. There, you know, I'm trying to look at other religions too here. That's what I'm saying. It's not just anything against, you know, my Christian God. It's, 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 it seems to be nothingness in, in, in any sort of responsibility to, to, to a supreme being. Right. You, you, you said something that, that brings out a, a pretty core idea here that, you know, is coming off the top of my head that I've not spent any time thinking about, but you said nothingness, right? This idea that there is something transcendental, right? There's something beyond the natural seems to be a a pretty common response to Nietzsche right and his there's nothing right it is it's just all vast nothingness and when we die it's just nothing there's no more there's no reason for anything it's just nothingness right over the last 50 years 75 years um, I think we can see historically there's been an increase, especially in American Christianity, for the desire for supernatural, right, for spirituality. And I think this is, this is kind of a very secular person who's finding a need for the spiritual, but without wanting to say... Jesus Christ is God. It's a good point. Because if you don't say Jesus Christ is God, you don't have to say anything controversial. Exactly. Um, and, you know, the, further in the article, 
he, he discusses uh, basically some church hurt where, where he grew up with a Christian upbringing as a child going to church. And he felt like there were certain songs he couldn't listen to and, and sing and things because they were the devil or something. And he felt like that he was kind of indoctrinated in, in what he thought were some wrong things. Um, so it sounds like he's had some church hurt. He hadn't been super specific about that. But that's a pretty common thing, right? And I often I see when people have beliefs like this, it often came from they were hurt in a church. Um, often by people, not by God. But God gets the blame for it often. Um, and that's the same sort of thing. People, people, it's a cheesy old Baptist saying, but it's kind of true. People have a God-shaped hole in their heart. People have a need for a spiritual connection. And I firmly believe there's a reason there's a need for a spiritual connection is because we are made by a spiritual being. We have a creator. And we were made, our whole purpose for being made was to have a relationship with that creator. Um, and so that's why we have a need for it. And if people don't seek it out in God, they will seek it out in other ways. And this right. provides an easy way to do nothing but to try to try to fill that void. The truth is that in, this is not going to fill the void. Um, right. It's just not going to. It's it's a false thing. It's like drinking some Diet Coke when you need some sugar. You know, man, you're going to love you some Diet Coke, and you might get addicted to the Diet Coke, but it ain't going to give you the sugar. Yep. Yeah. And it might kill it, you with cancer. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I, I know you've not really said anything, but I've been sending you quotes from the Philoclea this last week. Um, I said something on a couple of them. Did you? Okay. I don't I don't remember. I always send it while I'm sitting in my car waiting to go into work. Um the Philokalia is the Orthodox book on spirituality. And I'm reading a book about the Philokalia um before I try and take it on because I think it's five volumes. I mean it's a massive, massive book. Um and and within it, right, he talks about Christians and non-Christians seeing this need for the spiritual and so they run to things like the New Age movement or this all-theism movement or yoga or you know, Buddhism, something like that where spirituality is very highly um, encouraged but from the Christian standpoint right, we recognize that in many of those cases, that spiritual experience is not from God, but from demons. Oh, and now, see, you can get led astray so easily. Mm -hmm. And I do fear that sometimes we blame demons when it's our own fault. However, the Bible is very clear that there is such a thing as demons and that there is such a, a spiritual world out there. Right. And we have to be very careful with that. We're, we're instructed to kind of stay away from a lot of that stuff. Um, because it's so easy to be deceived. And yes. Especially when you go down that whole spirituality thing. I, I almost despise the word spirituality. Because there's just so much bad there, you know? Um, and I still people some people who get almost happiness from that word. And from the idea of spirituality. But so many times I see they go down a bad road. Um, for some people, spirituality is their relationship with God, you know, with, with the, the grand spirit. For other people, it's their relationship with themselves and what they can 
to, to do for themselves, basically. You know, like so many of uh, human sins, it comes down to, 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 to truly selfishness. Um. So I asked this question earlier, and we answered it. We answered it really well, I think. <laughs> so, so we'll do it badly this time. Let's try it. Right. Uh, yeah, sorry. Sorry, listeners. Um, how, you know, we've, we've talked about wanting to move towards more application how do we apply what we've seen in this article to our lives today? Well, I will tell you, it's important um, that we understand that there is one central truth. It's important that we understand there is one central God. There is, it's just not true that all gods are valid or that, all, that God is all things or, or, or all other gods, you know? Um, so it's important that we know what, what, what we know, and I, I think we should turn to Scripture to know those things. But it's also true that we understand what other people know, because essentially we're commanded, and I couldn't remember the word earlier, and I still can't remember the word, to prophetize. There it is. We're commanded to prophetize. We're commanded to, to tell others about Jesus. We're supposed to be converting people to Christianity. And, um, you know, sharing the word, the Holy Spirit does the, the convicting, but we should be talking and sharing and things and, and telling people about Jesus is what the apostles did immediately. Um, and it's important that we know what other people believe. It's important that we understand that there, this guy is not some one off person who just happens to believe this. This is a, a pretty common belief, right? I'm not sure it's the majority belief, but it's definitely... It might be a majority belief. It's definitely a very, very common belief. Um, and so it's important that we know that. And, and, you know, I say, oh, it's just laziness. And I'm saying that. But really, I should probably take a little better attitude with that and take that a little more serious. I do think it is laziness, but not just dismiss it as that and understand that it stems from something. In this guy's case, it stems from some hurt he's had in church before. And so he found it easier to, to believe like this. And, you know, it, it, I feel like if I could meet the guy, I could sit down with him and explain to him it ain't got to be like this, you know. I don't know that I would actually convert him. I think the Holy Spirit does that part. But I would definitely do my part and in, in, in share with him. And uh, I, I think a lot of people, if they were just told better, could know better. Yeah, I think... You, you hit on a good point, you know, of of being able to teach others, to answer their questions, to to help them to see what is actually truth. And you know, for me, growing up in a, a small Baptist church, that was all through evangelization, right? It was go out and tell people the gospel. But it's a lot more than that. You know, in, in today's world, we, we need to be able to um, to answer objections, right? To, to formulate reasoned responses. 
And you do that through apologetics, right? Not not apologizing, right? Apologetics, right? The the response, right, to those things is is apologetics. And you know, I have a degree in apologetics. And I I seriously having having spent the time and, and read and learned, I think every church should have at least an apologetics 101 class that everyone is allowed to go to right it's not just for preachers it's not just for scholars right it's something that everyone should be able to do you know same with a comparative religions class right you have to know what somebody else believes to be able to help them to see the truth for what it is you know i used to be a, a part of a church that was experiencing a revival like we were having a bonafide revival we were just blowing up growing like crazy uh, this was at South Texarkana Baptist Church uh, probably 2006 2007 2008 somewhere around in there and I mean things were just the spirit was moving we were getting people saved every single week and I'm not talking about on Sundays pretty much every day there was somebody coming to the Lord and we had a uh, new believers class that one of our associate pastors was teaching. And uh, he would take and he'd break down, here's what we believe, here's why we believe it. We told you about Jesus. Now you want to know more about Jesus. Here it is, you know. And constantly a problem that we had was that is this was a, I don't know, four-week, six-week class, something like that. We get to the end of the class and the idea was to move them into a regular Sunday school class where they could kind of learn more things, right? But we would constantly have people be like, can I just take that class again? There's so much. I want to know more about this. Not that they wouldn't learn some of those things in regular Sunday school, but it was covering the basics. People were thirsty for the knowledge. People really were, I mean, as soon as they were, they, they were converted and they were on fire and they wanted more and more of that. And uh, we found that to be harder to do than the evangelism part. And so there's definitely that whole battle between discipleship and evangelism, and it's a thing the church has struggled with for a long time. We have some sects of the church who have gone well into discipleship and are almost dead because they don't evangelize. You go to most towns, you won't find one of their churches because they don't evangelize. You know, they're not converting people through some family stuff, through some conversions is happening. They still exist, but barely. Then you have other churches that are doing nothing but evangelizing, and all they have is a bunch of weak Christian babies. And often what happens there is they end up exploding eventually. Um, sin will come in. We talked about demons earlier, you know, and it will just destroy the whole ministry over things because they got all these baby Christians. Everybody's worried about the milk, and when the whole one person that had any meat, uh, fails, the whole system topples down. Right. It's somewhere, the church is sick. The church is sick. And, and, and that's a problem. But that's, that's probably for another podcast. Uh, but I forget where I was going at the end of that. Uh, but I started thinking about the church being sick because that really just drives <laughs> me nuts. Uh, there's a lot of people, individuals who are working really hard. Oh, the apologetics. I'll give you an example. One of the most famous apologetics pastors in our country and possibly in the world, Ravi Zacharias, um, passed away and all his sins have come to light. 
And we intentionally don't cover some of those things. We don't try to stop controversy, but we try not to cover the just obviously horrible things because enough people are covering those things, right? Right. Yeah. Um, but he's a great example. There's just obviously horrible, horrible sin that, that just permeated his whole ministry and has destroyed everything. All the people he worked so hard to tell about Jesus are now questioning if anything was real because of all the bad things he was doing. It's so sad. It's so sad. And so almost because of that controversy currently, I'm almost hesitant to use the word apologetics, you know, so that people don't associate it with with Ravi instead. Um, So... Well, that's all I really got on that. Anything else you think we should cover in this? Uh, this will be one of our shorter podcasts. Since we started over, we kind of got our thoughts more clear. So, y'all, we don't yeah. really prep for these podcasts. We just sort yeah, we of we don't uh, have a script or anything like that. We just uh, yeah. we just sit and chat. And since we had already gone over it, yeah, it yeah. went a little quicker. So, y'all, don't believe this false stuff. That's uh that's bad for you. Uh, one little right. false thing will, will turn to, to, to more false things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Uh-oh. I, I live down the street from uh, Kingdom Hall and mm-hmm. a uh, Latter-day Saints church. And the Latter-day Saints church was having an event outside this weekend. And I Did you go by son, and, and, and participate? No, no. Oh. I told my son we don't do that. Uh, if they, I'm not saying I couldn't talk to these people. I wouldn't be friendly to these people, but I'm not going over there into their services. You don't play those games, right? You know, there's a certain line you need to draw. You can be a light, but a light doesn't stay a light when you keep dipping the candle under the water. That's not a great example. I got to think of a better metaphor, but you know what I'm trying to say there. Yeah. Um. So. All right. Well, anything else we want to add to this, Brian? Nope. I think I'm good. Thank you all for for joining us. We certainly appreciate it. And we'll see you next week. Hey, y'all look forward to the next episode. we got something special coming. Brian's surprised. (laughs) Bye.